Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is that time of the week. It is that podcast that you listen to, Game Dev Unchained. It's your host, Larry Charles. And of course, I had to bring back my friend, Mr. Brennan. Hey, welcome to this week's episode. Hope you are liking our voices because this week, again, will be just us. Not because <laughs> we don't have any guests, but mostly it's graduation season. Right? Yeah. We're dedicating a whole episode to your recent graduates and future graduates of what to do now. Yeah, unfortunately, we don't know any famous people who recently graduated. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, uh, Larry and I obviously have been recent graduates, and it is that time of the year, right? This is where AI let you loose into the world and turn their back on you, <laughs> and you have six months, kind of <laughs> yeah. like how Hunger Games start their, ga- you know, they're hunting. Yeah, you get a six months head start before Sally May or Navient comes after you. So, what yeah. do you do now with a diploma in your hand and debt in your future? Yeah, uh, the first thing I do is start applying. apply so the thing is like when you're a graduate and you're applying you suddenly realize all those times while you were in school goofing off how wasteful it has been like it it really hits you hard when your parents are telling you like it's time for you to get out (laughs) like we've done what we set out to do and it's your responsibility from now on yeah i'll say this man uh the first time that it really like sinks in is when you've re- applied because you feel good about the application process. Yeah. It's that silence. Yes, that is where you're like, oh shit. Yes. Oh man. <laughs> yes. You're you're that student that applied to everything and every pulse within the game industry that is even remotely looking for a sign or a body to fill a yeah. seat in, right? So you're you're very desperate, and it feels a lot longer. Definitely, because there are a lot more things weighing in on it, right? You're starting your new life, and you have all that time that you used to spend in the computer labs or doing homework just thinking about what the next steps are. And every minute counts because you have to pay back that student loan. You have to start thinking about all the other graduates that are going to graduate in three months and how old news you will be if you don't keep up the date. Yeah. Like real life stuff happens. You got to start paying for bills. You got to, you got to think about, you know, what, what can I do now so that I don't run into issues later? Uh, and, and then fall into that trap of <laughs> wanting to, <laughs> wanting to do something and not wanting to, to, to fail at it, you know? Yeah. If you don't want to be a game art designer that got a brand new job at Little Caesars, uh, we've dedicated this whole episode to answering questions that should hopefully guide you on your way. So we've collected questions from listeners and mostly students that we work with directly at the schools that we teach at. And we've taken questions that they've asked us over the semesters, but then also at the end, I asked for specific questions that they wanted answered. And I'm going to answer it to the best of my ability. I'm going to give advice. Yeah. Um, I mean, these these are questions that I've had when I was a graduate as well, and um, it's still relevant. Like, it, it it's funny how how things don't really change over the years. Mm-hmm. Like, the industry may come up with new software, but the job application process is just like any other industry. You're it's rough out there if you're not prepared, uh, and especially when you're graduating, you expect that people and opportunities will show up at your demo show. And that's simply not the case. So if you're a recent graduate, you should know that no one shows up (laughs) to those things. Your your demo reel show is actually just an opportunity for the school to hire a photographer to show incoming students that they have demo reel shows. Yeah, the only one getting paid is that photographer. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I promise you. It's it's always like the same guys from the same companies that come through and they like kind of peruse the room. They get their free little champagne and they leave. And I, I hate to be derogatory, but the demo reel show from when I was a student was it was exciting for me. But I looked around the room and I realized there wasn't a lot of business exchange happening. No, you know, there wasn't a lot of opportunity creation happening. Yeah. Now, half of that is on the student, but the other half is just on demographics. Like, the same studios are near that school. So the same companies that have one or two jobs don't have one or two jobs every three months. You know what I mean? Like, they have a job open when the job is open. And if your demo reel show is near when they need an employee, you might get that job. But just because you graduated doesn't necessarily mean that they have open seats. You know? Yeah. So. I mean, I'll... Uh... If you think of how AI graduates students every three months, it's unrealistic to think that a game company is ready and prepped to hire every three months. Yeah. Like, you're going to these shows mostly to meet your friends' parents and family. <laughs> friends and family. I mean, I met Larry's friends and family and all my other classmates' friends and family, but I probably only met like two industry veterans that were not really there to hire or anything. They were just here to check out. Yeah. Surprisingly, they, they yeah. just dropped by for the snacks, mostly. <laughs> and I, uh, I do need to clarify really quickly. I meant uh, geographics, not <laughs> demographics. <laughs> yeah. It's because of the categories. That's why you can't get a job. You're in the wrong category. No, it's, it's geographical locations. Studios that have brick-and-mortar locations near your school are the same studios that show up, is all I was trying to say. But yeah. yeah. Bring your I mean, Oh, go ahead. I mean, like Larry, like how was it? Right? What were your expectations? Right when you went to the demo show, all the way to finally so leaving school, I expected that there were going to be like fifty representatives from different game dev studios going like booth to booth to booth, meeting people, shaking hands, and like at least entertaining the idea that I'm competent in what I graduated for. Taking yeah. my card, taking my demo reel, and thanking me for my hard work or whatever. What I really got was. All my friends' parents, you know, came over to see me, say hello, congratulate me on graduating. I may have given out two demo reels, and it was like I was begging them to take it. And it was not even that I was bad or, like, my work was shitty. It was student-level work. Don't get me wrong. But, like, just the whole the whole vibe, it just wasn't career fair, you know? It was, it yeah. was more like I'm going through the motions. Yeah. Uh, mine was very similar. It was a lot of fluff. Like, I felt over-prepared. And um, <laughs> I felt it was a lot of waste of time. Like sure, I could, yeah. I, I was like, I, I was, I remember standing there. I was like, man, I should just be applying jobs right now. What I'm yeah. doing, yeah. <laughs> just standing here, yeah. just greeting people who don't really care about me having a job or not. So listening to your demo reel song forty three times, yeah, <laughs> as it plays behind you on your big screen TV. It, it was a big waste of time. <laughs> like it, I, I, I think when the AI schools started opening up and uh, they were one of the first ones with a game program. Yeah. Like recruiters came to see what, what this is about and yeah. like to see what the talent pool is like. So over the years with all these different schools coming up with their own programs, it just became oversaturated yeah. and everyone has a diploma now in game art design. Uh, it's not that special anymore. And I don't know any recruiter that actually plans to go to these events, these yeah. school events. I mean, unless you're a really prestigious game school like, I don't know, DigiPen, uh, maybe even Full Sail, but mostly Nomen. Like, these are schools that are known for their programs and p put a lot of investment in their students. Very little recruiters actively try to seek students to to fill in their jobs uh, mm -hmm. at their current company. Yeah. Like, so if you're going to these demo shows expecting, like, this grandiose... Uh, welcoming from all the recruiters within your area, you're you're in for a rude awakening because yeah. that rarely happens. Who cares about you? Like your teachers barely care about you, uh, with some respect, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I've been a teacher and I I don't even go to these demo shows <laughs> for your own students. For my own students, because <laughs> I know how it is, right? Yeah, it's yeah. mostly for parents and friends to see that hey, I, this is what I've been doing the last three years, which is. Uh, awesome in some respect, but it isn't the main objective, right? Mm. Uh, for what it used to be. So, with that reasoning, like if I were to make a, a plan to go this to this thing every three months, it's it's a 
it's a chore for me. So imagine for someone like a recruiter who gets applications left and right all the time. They they don't want to do that. And the funny thing about these portfolio shows, they're mostly on a Friday night yeah. or something, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not really placed on on the on a weekday that like, hey, I want to waste a couple hours. And it's at 6 p.m., which is after. It's like oh, it's all it's all misplanned. Well, in my here's this. Here's what's even worse. The ones that I've been invited to personally. The times have been like from three to five thirty, and yeah. it's like I have to take off work, you know what I mean, to come down to the portfolio show. So like I'm losing vacation time or I'm losing sick time, which I covet because yeah. that's very important time when you're working in the game industry. So I would, if I was serious about getting students jobs, I hate to say it, I would have portfolio show from seven forty-five to nine forty-five. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it, people are off work. It gives them time to go if they're committed to seeing the stuff. They can see it. Sure, it's a little later, but like, I promise you, every time I see the email, and it's like, oh, from you know four o'clock to six o'clock. I'm like, well, I can't be there because I will be at work. Yeah, it's um, it's not it's it's not planned for recruiters to come. Like it's not planned around recruiter schedule. Like these schools, most of these schools don't call recruiters up and be like, Hey, and then have like a statistical sheet of being like, Oh, this is the time that these recruiters say they would be able to come and we're making it, we're accommodating their needs. Right. It's more like, all right, we got to get rid of these kids, free up the seats. uh, And this is the time that we can book this place. (laughs) So this is it. So with that type of uh, planning, right, you're not going to end up with a lot of people looking to fill jobs. Yeah. That's just the way it is. So if you come to terms with that, which I realized halfway through the show, it's like, man, I spent way too much money on my booth. (laughs) (laughs) I printed my brand, which is ridiculous because you're a student who cares about your your logo uh, on table sheets, on business cards on all these stuff i still have a stack of my dvd cases with my name in the front of it and it's just in a box because i i I had there was not even enough uh freeloaders walking around for me to hand them out that's how 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 small a turning turnout it was for our demo show so you know that demo reel though like now because of this podcast that could be like a really cool grab bag giveaway we do one day like win the demo reel of Brandon Finn and Larry Charles when they yeah. were students not that we're famous I just think it'd be like a funny like a April Fool's Day gift to right, 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 right. Yeah, we might do that yeah my portfolio is the joke so <laughs> <laughs> seriously it's it's so like if you're if you're if you're a recent graduate or you're about to graduate and you're you're stressing about the portfolio show don't yeah like it is not a big deal at all like sure you might be up there uh with unfinished work and it might be embarrassing for you sure but it has no effect whatsoever in your future career right you just need to keep working on your stuff and concentrate on making your website awesome because that is mostly your representative to the game industry like people will check that out more than show up to your show yeah, indeed. I I will say definitely put your best foot forward, but don't think like your job offer walked through the door. If yeah. anything, sure, a company that you could work for may be there, and it might be good for you to like at least start a dialogue between whoever comes and represents XYZ company because that's always cool to do. But like, don't think that someone who's going to grab your card is going to be like straight to interview in two weeks. You yeah, know what I mean. It, I don't know. That's just my opinion. I think there's definitely better ways to get your name and get your information out there. So maybe let's take some time to, I guess, go over to each uh, some of the better ways of kind of getting out and around as a recent graduate. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, one of the first things I will say uh, is that if you just recently graduated and you're starting to think about connecting to industry veterans or anybody within the industry – uh, you're a bit too late. <laughs> like I feel like while you're in school, six months out, you should be already interning in yeah. some form. Yeah. Like I, it, it's such a great benefit. Everyone is always seeking for that student to, especially smaller companies, they're always looking for talent to to help them out. Uh, 
and it's a cheap solution for them. So in in a way, you're getting exchanged for for talent and experience, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a great way to connect to actual veterans and work alongside and be prepped to yeah. how the industry works. Be prepped for that job. So. If you're a recent graduate and you skipped all that, you missed a great opportunity because yeah. the one thing that was very awesome when I went to college um, and at AI was that they had I had an awesome advisor that was recommending and helping me out to connect to these these guys who are looking for internship. Like I, I, I successfully was able to intern like about a year and a half out and was actually offered a job by the time like before I even graduated. Uh, which I declined, right? Uh, <laughs> which I, in retrospect, shouldn't have. But I, in a way, that was my mistake. I, I, I valued the, the portfolio show, over the thing that I thought was the whole point of actually going to school, right? Which, yeah. which is the job, right? Getting your foot in the door. But I yeah. thought like, oh no, I gotta I gotta make sure my demo reel is all good or to where I want it to be because it's unfinished. It's not finished, therefore uh I can't You're gonna I can't miss get out that on job, job opportunities. Yeah, I gotta miss out on job opportunities. Because what 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 are you taught within these school system, right? You gotta finish your three years of service before you can apply. That's the process. You cannot break that chain of event to get to that job. So in my mind, I was trained that and I was so blinded by the fact like, hey, I actually have a job opportunity like a year out and I didn't take it for, yeah. for stupid reasons where it was so ingrained in me that uh, I just mixed up yeah. the, the whole point. I'll say this, going with your six months theory and uh, using it as a springboard for my point, forum participation is uh, probably my biggest thing that I would say is an advantage to even if you're a recent grad or getting ready to become uh, preparing for graduation. Whatever it is that your specialty is, design, animation, you know, programming even, uh, sound, there are forums on the internet where professionals in the game industry collect to share information with each other or to just see or just pat each other's back or whatever. Like there's, there's different forums for each kind of topic. You need to be in there, you need to be active, and you need to be not necessarily recognized, but accepted, right? Like, if you can go and get accepted by that group, you'll, you'll, you'll find that you could possibly find mentors, you could find tips that are going to help improve your work, you can hear about job opportunities. I know a bunch of people who I work with now, and also just throughout the industry, who like, yeah, you know, I was on a forum, I was working on this project, somebody was like, hey, you know, you look like you're pretty good at this program. You know, would you be interested in maybe taking this art test? You know, uh, forum participation is a must. If you're not on a forum right now for what you do, posting at least twice a week, you are letting the competition smoke you. Yeah. Like you, you putting yourself out there, you're, you're pretty much uh, tapping on the virtual shoulders of future industry uh, veterans that yeah. you'd be working with. Yeah. There was so many times when I was on both sides of the table, like interviewing or being the interviewer, where uh, just because of something I saw on Polycount or an art station, right? I came across and actually met the person, or the person actually saw my work on art station or something. They're like, "Oh, I saw your stuff. I love it." And you're already connected, uh, uh, and you have that 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 uh, extra extra step on your competition just mm-hmm. because you you just did the stuff that you usually do on your own time which is just posting your portfolio pieces so being in the forums being active is a great way to let the world know like hey i exist and my shit rocks and people keep note of that all the time i'm constantly checking all the time so if you if your stuff even makes it to the top row even better right yeah like you you're instantly recognized by the world yeah so my number two tip (laughs) <laughs> my number two tip if you are a recent grad and you're trying to get connected is take advantage of network opportunities. So don't talk yourself out of going to GDC because you're worried about the price tag. Free GDC is just as good as expensive GDC because yeah. I'd say just as many awesome things happen, if not more, at the bars and restaurants nearby the Moscone Center you know what I mean? As does happens inside the Moscone Center. 
So, like, when people are in the Moscone Center, they're like, oh, this is the two hours I'm supposed to be shaking hands with this, and this is the two hours I'm supposed to watch this conference, and this is the two hours I'm supposed to do this. And then at the end of that day, when all the biz dev and all the conferences and all the chit-chat talk is done, people go straight to the bars to relax and unwind. And you never know who you might rub elbows with, you know? And so if you're, as long as you're in there not being student thirsty, you know, and just like striking up conversation with people, you can network just as well with, you didn't spend a dime. Right, you you may have bought yourself a Coke and you're sipping it slow. They don't know that there's no rum in that Coke, and you're just kind of schmoozing and having a good time. You might meet somebody who's like, "Hey, you know what? You're pretty cool. What do you do?" Yeah, I mean, the more exposing of yourself to the actual industry you want to be in, the more opportunities will show up. Mm -hmm. Right? People always compare that to luck. Mm -hmm. uh, which is very similar in a way where you're creating your own luck by being in a situation where those type of things that may feel like luck but are actually to opportunities uh, just started to happen for you, right? Mm -hmm. Versus me sitting at home while GDC is happening, that person at GDC will more likely bump into game veterans uh, and be talking to you, right? So in that same exact way, even if you can't afford it, and as a student, I mean, there should be discounts. If you can't even scrum up $99 uh, or you know, uh, or whatever price tag they have for that, um, you should definitely spend less time <laughs> buying games yeah. or other anything to save money. Like you, you must be eating, right? There's some money lying around yeah. where you can put together. I mean, the school does have programs to help you with these things, like little scholarships or yeah. stuff. So if you're a promising student, you'll find the finance to be able to be there and it's a test to yourself like how yeah. how badly do you want it yeah are you are you gonna be the person who lets three hundred dollars be the reason why they can't make sixty thousand dollars next year yeah is you not being able to come up with three hundred dollars for your student ticket going to be the reason why everyone else has jobs and you don't yeah it's that time of mind frame that is very dangerous to, to yeah. upcoming students because that's that's how we that's how industry veterans kind of like root out the week. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, this is a job posting for uh, at least two years of experience. All right. Automatically, 99% of students won't apply. Yeah. But like like the, the – the, What's funny? Yeah, the 1% that actually show up, you know, there's a good chance that they'll get that job just by their talent and their audacity to actually go for it. Yeah. Like it shows promise – to me, if I see someone who's new who apply for a job, and and it's like way above their resume grade, but just seeing them applying themselves in that way encourages me to give them a chance. Yeah. Like it's it's a different type of confidence, right? Yeah. And you can't go in there like the rest of them. Like you got to be different. And how do you stand out by doing the opposite of what you think uh, would be, you know, the 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 rules, right? Yeah, it's always like this imaginary rules that you're always going for if the same exact way i thought like you're supposed to go down three years finish your portfolio graduate and then you get a job like yeah. me reflecting back on that time that was probably my biggest mistake like i could have been paid while going to school and build up like a professional portfolio and then i can look for you know the next step up yeah. instead I, I just opted out and just spent all my time in computer lab which in a way i still love because I ended up all right because I, I was spending quality time with a lot of people that I wouldn't have talked to if I was just working all the time. Mm -hmm. But uh, who knows what could have happened. Like if I didn't persevere, right, that was more on my perseverance than anything else, uh, ending up where I am now, that helped me. Um, but if I didn't think like that, I, I would have just I, – I could have blown it. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Um, you want to start getting into some of these questions from the, the audience, so to speak? Yeah. So yeah. just to be fair, uh, I don't want to give first name, last name for everyone, but I did write down all my questions. Uh, and I will protect the innocent. I'll just give the first name so that the person who wrote the question – well, I guess they'll know it was their question yeah. when I read it. But anyway, <clears throat> so Nathan in Calabasas, can you negotiate on your first job? So Nathan obviously hasn't been listening to our podcast very long because <laughs> yeah. we, we kind of went over this, but you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just kind of broad stroke this again. I would say you, you maybe, 
because you're coming in if it's your first job if you're entry level skills right you're kind of coming in from a position of weakness because there's a lot of people going for that potential type of job so you need to be in a position where your work is like so bomb you have the exact skill sets that they need somebody's recommending you like you need to have some sort of high value influence attached to your resume that would even allow you to say nah i can't do it for that little i need this right i don't say just go in there and pull your pants down and say have at it you know Mm -hmm. but definitely understand that like you don't want to show too much bossness at this point in your life because you haven't one earned the respect a lot of people will look at that as a negative and say he he wants this or he wants that Especially if your number is like way too high. Like if yeah. they want to pay fifteen and you say twenty, like they might have said sixteen. They might have said sixteen fifty, but twenty is out of the question. You know what yeah. I mean? So you kind of have to understand that you're not yet somebody with an awesome resume who has gone through the the trenches, who has earned the stripes to be able to completely quantify their skill set yet. How do they know that you're not just greedy? You know? So yeah. I would say, Nathan, just understand that it's it's a very delicate thing to be too greedy on your first job so just know what you need know what you're worth and then know what they're asking for and then try to compromise if they offer too low say look this is what i need i would really like to work here and this and that this and that uh can you do something like this because that would make it more comfortable for me and i know that this is something that you know i don't believe it's too far out of the range of what you're initially offering say it like that i wouldn't put it to them in a way that's like challenging them like no 20 yeah, you know. like any type of good negotiation uh, or compromise comes from it's grounded in realism, right? Yeah. So you you would have to go on the glass door, right? Which is a great resource. All professionals uh, are using it. So students, if you are not keen on it at all, you should start getting familiar with it. It's uh, like a, a company review site, and it's an anonymous review site where employees of that company can post their salaries, so you are able to kind of look inside a certain company and be like, all right, within that area, uh, with this type of experience that they're offering me, this is what they're paying right now. Yeah. So you can look at that and be like, all right, so I'm in, this is the ballpark, yeah. right? So. What Larry is saying, you shouldn't go in there just throwing out numbers that isn't based on anything. They'll just show you the way out <laughs> right when you get in, right? So you you got to look at from their perspective, right? If you come in saying like, this is what I want, this is what I need, this is whatever, and not look from their side of the view, like what ex- exactly are they looking in that position, uh, how many years of experience, and like I'm a student – how much room can I negotiate really, right? So you got to come at it as a way that would benefit them. It's like, hey, I really want to work here. I love what you guys do. Uh, I've checked the actual, you know, if I were to rent around there within 20 minutes uh, of, of commute, this is how much I'm be paying and I worked this out and it seems like this is industry uh, standard right here, right? They can't argue with that. Like, there's like this is guy. This guy that has done his research. He's realistic. We'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Like the the biggest mistake coming in as a student, if you're coming too high, you're cocky and you don't have the experience to back it up, right? So they'll just look at the on another student. So if you come in knowing that you are, they don't need you, right? They don't need you. They have plenty of applicants that they can look at. If you come in wrong with any little thing that will unnerve them, they will definitely, definitely just kill you off <laughs> right at the negotiation table. So just be very careful. Be realistic. Look at Glassdoor. Uh, if you have contacts, that would be a great way to talk about what exactly you can talk about uh, within the conversation. Yeah. And, um, you know, this kind of leads into uh, another question that I get a lot um, from my students at my school. Like, what what is the process that you expect? Right, you're graduating, you have your kick-ass demo reel show. You're you're throwing a lot of your resume out there in the world, and you finally get a bite, right? So, in your experience, Larry, what has been the process for you? Like, what should students expect? How should they behave? And make it look like they've been through this because you do not want to look like fresh meat yeah. because you will be taken advantage of. 
Well, you know what? I'll share a funny story, and I don't know if any of the Obsidianites that I worked with will ever hear this story because it kind of happened between myself and the CEO, Fergus. So in going through the interview process, they're like, okay, cool. You know, Larry, we're going to create this production job for you. You know, it'll be in the future, so just kind of stay in touch. Mm-hmm. They should have never told me that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I like every Monday morning at 8 o'clock, I would send Fergus an email like, hey, Fergus, how's it going? Larry Charles here, really excited. Just want to see how, you know, if it's coming together. He's like, hey, Larry, thanks for the excitement. Yeah, you know, we're still we're still working things out. Uh, I will be in touch. Okay, cool, no problem. Next Monday. Hey, Fergus, you know, oh, it's, man. <laughs> it's Monday again. I uh, just wanted to make sure that I was still on your mind over there. You know, yeah. can't wait, can't wait, really excited. Second email, yes, Larry, we're excited to hold on, you know. <laughs> Third week. Damn! Hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm, this is a true story. Uh-huh. Hey, hey, Fergus, how's it going, man? You know, uh, just you know, just updating my resume. I have some new stuff to send you guys if you want to see. I don't know, like, how's everything over there? Next email, Larry. Let me introduce you to Jessica Edge. She is the secretary here. <laughs> she will be handling <laughs> all your emails from here on out. <laughs> it sounds like you need a pen pal. <laughs> I was look. I was a young kid, fresh out of college, very eager, very excited, and they told me to keep in touch. And it, you know what messed me up? It was the silence, right? Like, yeah. I had no idea how much work it is to make video games, how much attention and focus it takes. Yeah. And then I was naive to the point that this is the CEO of a company that has over a hundred employees that he needs to worry about that actually work there already. Yeah. Let alone the actual game developers that they want to hire, like the guy in Sweden who's an amazing programmer, and you know the guy who they're trying to steal from some other company. Not, not that they poach. I'm just like, this is like a hype. Uh, what do you call it? Hypothetical situation, yeah. right? I'm just making this up as I go. Like they're like we're trying to bring in like big level talent, yeah. and then they have a guy who's like this buzzing kid. them once a week for entry level you know oh what I mean? my god so i was lucky that he even had the mercy was like you know what i'm gonna pass you off to someone else yeah. versus i'm just gonna shut the door on this yeah but i will say because i was applying for production it probably like was saving grace that like it was always on time and it was polite yeah. but it was consistent you know what yeah. i mean so maybe they're like yeah he's gonna he's gonna do all right but yeah, you I just submitted them into hiring you because you wouldn't leave them alone. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so here's what I will say. Don't be afraid of the silence. That's the first thing I want to tell all the people out there who are applying as f- new students. The silence, you have to understand that these people are running a business. They have million dollar or you know $100,000 decisions to make. Their biggest priority isn't going to be to please your inability to just chill the fuck out for a yeah. week. And let them handle it and then come back and tell you, like, okay, we're going to move things to the next stage or not. So a lot of students that I talked to, and recently too, but, like, just in general, the silence kills them. You just have to understand that that's part of the game. You know, they are running a company. They will get back to you when they decide that it's time for them to get back to you. So just trust in that. You're going to get a yes. You're going to get a no. They're not just going to, like, diss you. Even if you're, like, low level, you know, just understand that, like, you apply they tell you what they're going to do or they're going to tell you what to do. You do that and then you just wait. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of the times too, like when you start throwing your resume out there, um, you don't hear back most of the time. Like even as a professional, mm-hmm. like when I'm applying, you don't hear back from every company you've applied. Yeah. You, might, you either get lost in the emails and that happens. Right? Just one day the recruiter gets 100 emails and you're just at the bottom of the stack. That happens a lot. Yep. And uh, the cool thing about it is it's not a no. Like, it's not a rejection of you. You just hear silence. Yeah. So um, one of the things you can do if you're, if you're desperate, right, uh, is to make sure you don't come off as desperate. <laughs> <laughs> All right? That's the number one rule, right? Yeah. If we use Larry as an example... <laughs> They can smell that, like right? That. <laughs> it, it puts you in a very bad spot. And I've had situations like this personally too, right? You're you're in there, you're you're you just send send an email, especially if you got a good like like exchange like Larry did from the CEO. It's like, hey, we're going to get back to you. Yeah, like that's a great start. Like you get to trust on their word that if they want to get back to you, ultimately they'll get back to you. Yeah. Right? If they wanted you, they'll they'll get you, right? And you just got to trust that. And, and and it's just like anything, right? If you want 
if you want to be if you want to appear attractive and it doesn't have to be physically right in this in this case it's like career wise if you want to be if you want your resume to be attractive you got to play the game in a way where it doesn't feel like you're you're annoying them yeah. every week or or you're 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 coming off as desperate which puts you in a bad situation if eventually they do get back to you yeah. because like oh we can get him at whatever price we want yeah. because look at him he's been emailing me every week <laughs> like <laughs> i know he has nothing else going on yeah. right so you shouldn't be worried at all what they're doing with that silent time you should be more worried about what you're doing like are you applying at other jobs oh snap knowledge you, bomb yeah are are you are you working on your portfolio right maybe your portfolio is not that tight maybe it's not good enough where they instantly would want to call you yeah right it's more about looking at yourself as an artist it's like all right obviously i'm not getting things right away so with this time spent i'll apply every day to new companies all right see what hits and at the same time to kill time you know i'm working on my craft yeah. Right? You're always needing to improve. Like, are you as good as that guy that you admire all those years during school? Yep. Like, if you're not, then you got work to do. What are you complaining about? You got you got plenty of hours to kill, right? Without having to wait by the phone for that phone call that might eventually not show up. Yep. Right. You got to accept some some truths here. Like, like, obviously, things aren't happening for a reason, and it's your job to just make things your portfolio better. Right? That's all you really need to think about. Yeah, I'll definitely, I want to co-sign to the, like, what are you doing in the silence? Like, that should be a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. That's a good one. But yeah, you know, so, in my case, they were getting back to me, right? Like, it did yeah. end up turning into a job. But you're absolutely right. If I were to rewind the clock, who knows where I could have applied to or gotten done. I, like, I was so sure that I was chasing the right pony. I don't yeah. want people in the audience to think, like, oh, I know that this is going to work out. Yeah. Because who knows what could have happened to me had that not worked out. Yeah. So don't chase that pony thinking that that's the only one. Just set yourself up for success. Get one going. Like, okay, cool. You guys are going to get back to me? Okay, awesome. I'm going to trust in that. Meanwhile, I'm going to bust my ass doing more stuff to try to look more presentable to another company. Because at the end of the day, it's business. And you need business to hire you to pay your yeah. bills. Yeah, yeah. Like they don't in the end they don't owe you anything. Even yeah. if they say, Hey, we'll get you get back to you, uh, even you have like a word exchange. Yeah. Right, which is more than most of the students out there. So you should be yeah. proud on that. Yeah. Uh they don't owe you anything. Nope. They don't have to call you back. Like they can do whatever they want. They most of those cases too, and some of those cases actually, they had do hire someone else, like yeah. and they don't get back to you. Yeah. Right? You don't know these things. So if you're waiting by the phone and that's your only strategy, it's a losing strategy. Yeah, it's, it's a lose-lose situation. It's like a 30% success rate kind of thing. Yeah. Where more often than not, you're going to be caught in that 70 Yeah. and not the 30. Yeah. Like you got to put yourself in a situation where people are coming at you. Yeah. Right? And that, you know, that the only way that can work as a student is just working on your portfolio. Yeah. Right? So recruiters can smell you a mile away if you're talented and you're a recent graduate, right? To them, that means you're cheap. So <laughs> they love the smell of that, right? If they're seeing you on the top row of art station with a kick-ass portfolio and you're a student, now you're like a hot commodity. Like that's how you can turn the tables around. And once you get more offers, right, uh, you're, you're more confident, obviously, but you're, you're able to come to the negotiating table knowing what's your worth and not being out, have to like, worry about being at like a disadvantaged position so yeah those questions i get a lot like not surprisingly every three months around graduation it's like oh i just applied 10 10 different places i haven't heard anything back what do i do now right so apply to 10 more <laughs> apply 10 more and, <laughs> and just work on your portfolio that's all you can do um if you have not reached out to your recent graduates and that's one of the biggest thing that gets uh, overlooked a lot of the times. Like a lot of my students, the first question I ask all the time is like, did you talk to anybody, your friends that just graduated three quarters ago? Because more likely than not, right, they're you, yeah. but three quarters ago. So yeah. they have like three months on you. So they've been in the job market longer and most likely they'll probably have a job. Like they, they're already in and they're, you have an insider. Like a lot of students overlook that fact that 
they do know someone, you know, in the back catalog. And they never, 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 never take advantage of that. Like, they, they don't think about that too much. They're always trying to create new relationships instead of just seeing the investment they've made the last three years yeah. come into fruition. So, yeah, apply to those jobs, but reach out to your friends and be like, hey, is your company hiring? What can I do to make myself attractive to yeah. that company? Because they'll, they'll, they'll probably like you enough to give you some tips. And make sure that that's your friend and not just, I know yes. this guy who got hired there. I'm Don't do that. Don't do that. Like, <laughs> hey, Jim, John, John. Hey, man, remember me? Yeah. Give me a like, job. I feel like a lot of students, I know this episode is mostly dedicated to recent graduates, but I, I do really want to talk to the future graduates. Like, if you have a month, uh, like six months or a year out, then you, you should be doing things now. You should be making your moves now because. Yeah. Imagine if you have a kick-ass portfolio a year out and you're applying then, right? Sally May won't be on your ass for at least two years, right? You don't have to pay back your loan and don't have to worry or stress, right? You have ample enough time to prepare for life, right? It's yeah. a way different type of situation than graduating. Your mom's telling you you have to move out. You have to get a job on top of it, right, to start paying for bills. Uh, it's way more difficult. And it's no surprise that graduates... Uh, who just get a regular job afterwards, just fall off the map. Because you're spending eight hours at, I don't know, just a random job uh, doing something and that you used to do uh, you know, in those computer labs working your portfolio, right? You're, 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 you're going to just, you're going to get, you're going to get washed out, man. Like you're not going to be, you're not, you're not working on what you've been doing the last three years of your life and you're going to get tired by the time you get home and you get sucked up into that vacuum of, of just non-industry related stuff. So if you're about to graduate, like it's never too late to start, um, give yourself a chance uh, or, or more opportunities by, by contacting, making friends. Like Larry was just saying like how people randomly bump into people in school and then think it's cool to to hit them up after they graduate for a job like it doesn't work like that you have to build friendships yeah <laughs> and so that people would invest in you in you enough to to actually recommend you for that job so if you're two years out and you're hanging out with friends that only play games all day and don't work then you need to reevaluate what exactly what you want out of this educational system out of the game industry because most likely than not those guys won't make it either yeah hang out with the right group <laughs> hang out with that pre naughty dog guy or pre sony <laughs> Santa monica you can spot him a mile away like he's always in the computer lab he's always working yeah and he's always pumping out cool shit he's at the top of the class he's in the front asking all the questions uh even annoying some people but you can't help but admire his his enthusiasm and skill, and you know that he's going to go somewhere. That's the guy that you want to cling on because he's not. At, <laughs> that's the guy you want to be. <laughs> that's who you want to be, but that's also who you want to who when you tag along because yeah, if yeah, you're yeah. not at his level yet, right? Yeah. You can be by just being around that yeah. kind of mentality. That's true. They say you are a reflection of your five biggest. You know what I mean? Yeah, five, of your five biggest friendships friends. or whatever. Yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I, I truly believe that. Like, how are you going to up your game when you're hanging around with slackers? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then that's the truth of it. There's a lot of slackers around uh, students these days, and um, they're just trying to get by. Uh, the standard educational system, uh, they didn't cut it there, so they tried their hand in art because, you know, we get we get a lot of those guys within our school programs where they failed at everything else, so art must be the way, right? <laughs> this must be my calling card because I suck at everything else. Yeah. It's you like, no. Art, you know? <laughs> no you, I felt so bad. So just real quick, take it back to AI. Yeah. I always felt bad because like the people who are flunking out of game art and design or media arts and animation, they're like, yeah. well, you can always be a graphic designer. Yeah. And I was like, man, what about the people who actually like came here to be graphic designers? Like, yeah. What kind of message does that send to them? Yep, yep, yep. Oh, yep. well. Good yeah, I, yeah. It, it's uh, you. You got to change your group of friends if you are uh going to school right now. Right, just take a look and be like, hey guys, I need to concentrate. 
And it's very easy, dude. Just go in the computer lab and see who's there at 12 a.m. Yeah. midnight. Right? That's your friend. <laughs> That's yeah. your future best friend right there. If yeah. you're a recent graduate, right, you are still allowed to be back on the campus. Yeah. Right? You're still allowed to be working on those computer labs. Like that should be your full-time job until you get a full-time job. Mm-hmm. Right? Until you hear something out. Unless you have all the portfolio pieces in the world in your portfolio, you still have work to do. Yeah. Right? So don't it's too it's too early to lay back and and enjoy your graduation process, right? Yeah, I'll say the guys who or women, the people who know your security guard like the best, like the night shift security guard, the ones that are like best friends with them, those yeah. are the ones that are always getting kicked out at like the eleventh hour. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, oh, you're back again, Lewis. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 That's how you know the naughty dog guys. Yeah, and it shows, <laughs> and a lot, a lot of it too is just being active and being uh, how you're perceived mm-hmm. within your colleagues. Like, if you're known as that guy who gets kicked out all the time, like even though you don't interact with people or you've never met them, they'll remember you. Like, if they make it and you're looking for another job. They'll be like, oh, you're that hardworking guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't talk to you, but I know how good you are. Yeah. And you seem all right. Like, you, yeah. you're not an asshole or anything. Yeah. So I'll, I'll definitely recommend you for this job. Like, it's it, it works like that. That's how it is. So don't be that kid in the back who slacks all the time because you don't – even though – and this is the biggest thing that I always see with my students. Like, they think it's cool to do those type of thing and has no effect in their future. They're yeah. like, oh, you know, it's I'm having a rough – rough quarter i have all these classes so i'm just gonna lay back and just ease by and and hope no one notices everyone notices right you don't stand out in any way your work is subpar uh and even though i don't have another class with you like if i was a student and i see that slacker in the back if even if i don't have another class for you for the next two years of our student career five years from now if you're applying for a job at my place and they look at your portfolio or look at your resume and be like oh you went to the same school as brandon they'll ask me about it and i'll be like oh yeah i remember him uh yeah he was always just slacking around in school i, I don't know him too well they'll immediately go to the next person right because that's all the recommendation uh recommendation they need yep. and it leaves a poor taste in your future colleague's life like <laughs> I have people that I know, like slackers that I know when I went to school, that I still don't, wouldn't recommend. Even though they worked at awesome companies, right? Even though they cleaned their act, yeah. my impression on them is still terrible. It's like, I feel like, oh, maybe they looked out and they got these other jobs, but mm-hmm. I can't recommend them because what if he does the same thing as I saw him in school, right? Yeah, then you're the fool. Yes, yeah, then you know I was coming. Yep. So it, impression is everything, and it's never too late to change your impression. Like if you realize you're if you're that slacker, then you need to make some changes, man. Yeah. Like you just need to be in those labs all the time. It's like, oh, he was a slacker, but suddenly he got serious and it got really good. And so by the time he graduated, yeah, I, I really like this stuff, and it showed like something happened, and that spark carries through. And I, I would totally recommend him. Yeah. All right, uh, I got another question for us. It says. Uh, Blake, how fast can you expect to get a raise if you take a low number? I don't understand. <laughs> like, does does the number that you take have anything to do with... Well, okay, maybe he's saying... Like, I'm assuming what they're trying to ask is, if you take a low number, how fast can you expect to get to the number you actually wanted, maybe? Right. Or, or maybe they just do mean, like, how often do you get a raise? Because usually, like, there's at least some sort of you've been here for a year, let's talk about it. Hey, we're going to give you this like small adjustment. You know, like right, that right, usually right. happens uh, everywhere. So I guess that answer is once a year, <laughs> you know, but. Yeah, I, yeah, there's this thing called inflation raises, <laughs> which aren't raises. It's just that your rent went up and now they still want you to stick around. So like, unless you get like a major promotion, mm-hmm. you shouldn't expect your raises mm-hmm. like ever. Uh, it's nice if it does come, but, uh, don't even, even if you get your promotion raise, it's nothing like crazy significant. It'll be like the bare minimum of what that mm. position, yeah. uh, requires. Yeah. The best, the best way if you ever want to get higher amount of money 
and you're unhappy with, with, with where you work, right? Um, is to switch jobs. Yeah. But if you like the place, the money shouldn't matter. Yeah. Like if you like the place, you like the people, and you're willing to grow with it, and it it, it doesn't kill you. You're not starving every day. Yeah. Then yeah, I I would always take the job over money. Like yeah. money shouldn't be everything. But yeah. if you're unhappy and it bothers you and they don't care that you're starving, then when you're ready to go, you should just go. Like yeah. you shouldn't even come back to them and renegotiate. Like it, it's it's a bad move, right? To come back and be like, oh, this place is actually hiring me for a better position at this rate. Would you want to counter that? Just leave, man. Just go. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't get paid more to stay somewhere you don't like, because yeah. you feel more and more like it's 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 soul sucking. You yes. know what I mean? Because I'm not gonna lie. Like if I hated a place, and I was like, damn, but they pay so well, and yeah. then you knew that you were going back to that place you didn't want to work because you're yeah. so tied to how much you get paid there. Yeah. I mean, are you really any different than like like you, they own you? Yeah, they own you. Yeah. You exactly. will be at work tomorrow. Yeah. And this is something where if you're a student, just talk to the vets within the company, that someone that you trust, uh, or just listen to what we're about to say. Uh, growth is the number one thing that you should care about. If you're not growing within the company, if your skills aren't improving or you're not learning anything from your colleagues, mm-hmm. uh, that is the killer for your, for whatever whatever company you're at, money or no money, so you just gotta find: Are you growing? Uh, find that answer uh, to yourself, and then decide. Yeah. Right? Money should not be at all in your mind when it comes to to this. Like if like it shouldn't even be a question. Yeah. Like when it comes to like negotiating for yeah, I understand, right? If yeah. you come at a lower number and you want a higher number, and and you want to ask for that, you're not going to get it if you're just going to ask for it. Yeah. Why would they want to pay you more if they can pay you less? Like, what are you going to do? Hey, can I actually get five grand more uh, because uh, I need it? No. <laughs> it's like, it never works out in that way. Like, if they were planning to do it, they would have done it already. Yeah. I say, like, one of my, it, this is a, it's, it's hard to even call this a trick. It's more like, this is the direct way to internalizing your, to getting a raise internally, like a, a decent one. You have to turn yourself into the person that they can't afford to lose. Yeah. You have to be top one or two of your team. Yeah. Right. And then they, ha- they also have to see that like people are trying to entice you. Yeah. That's not necessarily you making it obvious that like, oh, I need to take a long lunch today. Like that's a trick some people do. But I mean, like, s- Somehow you have to have a lot of friends at other companies and yeah. people at your company know that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, hey, I'm hanging out this weekend with some of my friends from Naughty Dog. Or, oh, yeah. hey, I'm hanging out. We go rock climbing or we do do extracurricular activities with people that work at other game companies. But always make it sound like it's everyone from one type, from one whole company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I promise you that's it's the much better way to do it. Like, oh, man, this guy really does have friends here. He has friends there. If you are both of those things, one being the top one or two person of your discipline, and two, you have lots of friends at other studios, you become that person that they can't lose. Yeah. And they're afraid of it. And they will do their best to keep you happy. Yeah. And it all stems from you loving what you do. Yeah. Like you being really good at what you do. And then you naturally become valuable to the company. Yes. Like the two, the two things that always get compared, especially for artists, I'm sure for designers for any discipline, is that you know what's what's better, fast or quality, right? Is it better to be good and competent or being extremely awesome at this very specific thing, and no one else can match it? Yeah. Fast beats it all the time. <laughs> like yeah. if you're fast. Uh, at what you do, you're way more valuable than that guy who spends twice as long. And maybe it'll be like incrementally better to the artist's eye, but you're already moving on to like the fourth prop or the fourth environment yeah. or the fourth design level. Like it's it's entertainment, right? There's a schedule to be kept yep. and there's more value put into the artist that can complete projects yep. than, than to make the greatest piece of art that's ever been made. Yeah, if the whole team needs to get across the finish line all together at the same time, 
you want people who are going to run fast and carry weight. Yeah, yeah, and you can't you can't cross the finish line with sloppy work, right? It still has to be good work. It's just yeah. that you, it's not like the best work. And most most game companies that ship any types of games, there's a lot of shit that gets shipped that are not at all good. Yeah. Like there's a lot of hidden stuff because just based on the production time, right? Uh, artists slip things all the time. Like I, I do it. I was like, oh, this is a temp texture that I'm leaving in, and I forget about it. <laughs> it's like, who cares? It's already good. No one notices it, and no one cares. No one yeah. cares, uh, and that happens all the time. So if you're coming in as a student, right, and you're, 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 congratulations, you have your first job. You're sitting at your desk, right, and you're studying for your first assignment. It's way more important when you get your first prop to be prepped at home, right? Do whatever you can to make sure that you're good to go. You shouldn't be showing up to work doing research, right? You should do all your research of techniques at home and you come to work ready to perform, right? That's yeah. how that's your mindset and you just got to work as fast as you can. Make sure you, your prop is competent, right? Don't make it messy, but as fast as you can, uh, meaning uh, a lot of repetition. Right. If it's a prop that you never done before, then spend the time to make sure it's right. Yeah. But as a, and if you are, you know, if you get a schedule ahead of time, most of the time you'll know f- what you're going to make like two, three weeks ahead. Mm-hmm. Spend that extra time at night to study ahead to make sure you got it down. And so when you come to work, you're able to go like pew, spit it all out, and that you know naturally you'll get noticed, and naturally, you know, you're just going to get better and better, and that's when you start you're able to negotiate indirectly. Once you get good enough, they'll be asking you how much you want in fear of losing you. And that's how you negotiate. You should never be asking. Yeah, Negotiation isn't at all about asking. It's people like coming to you (laughs) planning for you to leave. (laughs) Like that's, that's the only way I've seen it work where I've seen professionals, you know, who's been working at companies for a long time suddenly are able to do it half the time or work from home, right? These are things that I would never dream of asking and because it's ridiculous. Why, why, why all of a sudden he can work from home full time? Yeah. Like they're shipping a computer to his house, yeah. right? <laughs> and he can just keep it and just work from home and just Skype all day. Yeah. Like these are offers never, never born from a developer, yeah, mid, like it's always yeah. Mid-range skill level never hears these offers. Yes. And it's always the top tier, top like nine uh the top 10% or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah top 10% uh getting offers like these. Right. So, I think I got a good question here um as we start to wrap things up. So, let me this is a long one. Okay. I haven't yet graduated but like <laughs> Uh, Scott, by the way, I haven't yet graduated, but like, what are some things I should be doing to get ready to make it easier to apply in the industry and get a job? And if I get offered a job while I'm still in school, should I take it or should I wait to finish school? What's the best suggestion? Well, you guys know my answer. You should just <laughs> take it, man. Yeah. Like it, the whole point of going to school is to get that job, right? Even though the school would advise you to finish what you started uh, to get that degree. The diploma does not matter shit right now. Yeah, you won't get the degree, and you might have to pay Sally May faster, right? Because there is this uh, clause where if you decide to not finish your program, you don't have that six months uh, deferment, right? That yeah. little rest period. So you immediately have to start paying back. Well, it doesn't matter. You have you that job. job. Yeah, and you're able to pay it back. And guess what? You're actually shaving off $20,000 you would have owed if you finish that last year, right? Yeah. The whole point is to get the job. And that's what's great about the creative industry. Most creative industry, it's about your resume. It's about your portfolio, right? Yeah. It's not like being it's, a doctor or a lawyer, yeah. which, yeah, you definitely need to have the schooling to actually, like, yeah. I would recommend finding doctors that have degrees. Uh, <laughs> uh, but in the, you know, creative form, creative industry, it's all about your skill set. Mm-hmm. And from my own personal experience, like I should have took that job because I would have been a year ahead of my colleagues in industry experience. Like I wouldn't have to put in 
projects with Larry Charles <laughs> done at school as part of my resume. I would have real shit. Like, I would have real demo, real professional quality. Oh, someone actually paid for this yeah. work that I did on my pro. It's a way better starting point. Uh, even if, if if it's not the first job you like, right? That's a thing. That's one of the biggest thing that I, I that kept me from keeping that job. It's like, is this is this a job that I want to end up forever? That that's how silly I was. Like, if I accept this job, I have to be with them forever. Like, that's not the case at all. You you can stay there as long as you want, and you can leave whenever you want. Yeah. It's it's getting that first job won't be uh, exactly what you've dreamt of. It won't be that crazy Call of Duty or Naughty Dog project you've always wanted, right? But it would get you that there much faster than you realize uh, once reality hits. Yeah. I will say this, though, Brendan. A lot of those companies are hiring a lot of juniors these days. So yes. you actually might just walk right out of college into, like, AAA day one. Yes. So, you know, don't be afraid. Apply to the big places. Yes. You'd be surprised. You might land your ass at a nice desk with a really cool team. Yes. Uh, a lot of work to do. <laughs> that kind of leads into my uh, a question that I was recently asked at school. It's like, what what are the best times to apply for jobs? Mm. Like, do you have do you have you know in your experience, Larry, and what you've heard about like what what usually is are the good months? So, definitely not as the year is winding down, right? Yeah. Like, this is the golden rule: the closer you are to Christmas, the less likely people are excited about bringing you in and trying to get you to do some work for them. Because especially big companies that are like 10-year, like we in the industry, we have a cycle for how we do business. Those places are notorious for being like completely absent from any, kind, any type of communication around November, December, January. Because everyone is thinking about that good three-week, four-week break that they're going to get where they don't have to do work. And then yeah. they come back January 3rd and then the new year starts. So the closer you get to that period of time the least likely it is that you're probably going to find yourself some employment. I will say this. Me personally, I believe it's more about being ready to shoot the target than it is about waiting for that target to be there and then applying, right? So, like, what I mean by that is the best time for me is, like, I'm preparing myself ahead of time, keeping good stuff ready for your resume, keeping your portfolio domain up, running, active with content, ready to go so that as soon as you see the job posting or as soon as just by chance somebody might have mentioned like, hey, you do this, right? Like, you know, this place is hiring, that you're already ready to move. You know, a lot of the students that I know have like, they'll see the job opening, then they'll be like, oh yeah, time for me to go make some stuff for them real quick. And I'm like, there's no such thing as real quick when it comes to you saw a posting. Yeah. Because the people, the archers who already had their arrow in their bow drawn back and who were just holding it in the ready position are ready to shoot before the target's even there. Yeah. So you're already behind if you're the like, oh, I saw the posting. Let me go whip some stuff up and go apply. Yeah. You, I mean, you, you, can, you can start the race with the rest of them mm-hmm. or you just skip ahead and yeah. just have that advantage, right? Yep. And this is one of the things, like, if you were. Obviously, if you're new to this episode or to our podcast, we always talk about the AAA companies, right? Yeah. And Larry have mentioned before that this is not a country for old men, right? Yeah. So, like, if you're a veteran, it's 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 tough, right, being in a AAA company. But AAA companies are perfect, perfect for students coming out of school. Yeah. And with that mindset in, in mind, uh, with that type of thinking, usually AAA companies are trying to ship in christmas Mm -hmm. right which means the months leading up to it they are crunching hard as a mofo so look at those games that are releasing within that year for christmas especially and usually around july august in the summer when they are over budget over scheduled and they have a lot of crunching time they usually reach out to Mm -hmm. students a lot and this is what i've learned and seen while in these companies they look out for cheap talent like you guys that are listening right now yeah. uh, f- to fill in seats like that are willing to do anything. And, uh, and these are the big companies, right? If you, you're, you're dreaming of going from school to big companies, there are definitely opportunities. But you got to be really keen to what's out there uh, around that time. So around summertime, you know, target exactly 
you know, what games are coming out in December. Yeah. And I would start with those companies. And you're, of course, like Larry said, your portfolio has to be up to snuff, right? They're not going to let you in just because they need you, right? You have to be good because there are a lot of good people out there. But being ready to go, being prepped for those opportunities is exactly what Larry is talking about. Like AAA companies are looking yeah. all the time for people like you. You just got to be, you, you just got to be there and show yeah. up. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, so congratulations to all the graduating classes of whatever month this is <laughs> and, uh, or whatever quarter I mean, cause, uh, we're in June. Awesome work. Glad to see that you made it through school. That's just the first hurdle of many, you know, so keep working hard, stay behind those computers and keep listening to the game dev unchained podcast. I'm Larry Charles. Good night. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to stay in touch or continue to follow our developments, then you need to go to facebook.com forward slash game dev unchained and drop a like and stay in touch. You can also get the direct feed for this podcast on soundcloud.com forward slash game dev unchained.